0: episode 169, Dr. Strange. Welcome
1: to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place.
0: Hello, and welcome to Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here, and it's time to talk with...
1: Agent Stu! <laughs>
0: that was, yeah, sorry. That was your cue. I didn't really that was my set cue. it up I'm well, a, but, yeah.
1: You know, that there's a reason I'm no longer on stage. Because, like, I can't get, can't grab cues. Yeah. I don't play pool either.
0: Because <laughs> you can't grab cues. So... <laughs> With that out of the way, <laughs> should we keep this as our open or, our... yeah, let's keep it. <laughs> okay, right. there you go. Yeah, it's still still better than what? How many how many times have we done this together now? Four, uh, five, four six. Or five, yeah. yeah, this, this is this still better than the sixth time I did this with Daniel. So, <laughs> uh.
1: there you go. There but you go.
0: yeah, we are here for the the arm of the MCU that gets the most money. But gets the least screen time <laughs> because it's, it's just a two-hour movie a couple times it a is, year.
1: Yeah, and, and it's the biggest thing, and it's the thing that people go to see the most, I think.
0: It is because it's just a two-hour movie. <laughs> right. It's no commitment. No commitment. Low commitment. and That's true. And so this time around, it's Doctor Strange.
1: Doctor Strange. Not, yeah. not Doctor Who. Just, I'm going to put that out there right now, in case you were wondering, Ben. Not Doctor Who,
0: <laughs> and yet, and yet, there is there is some, some very Doctor timey, Who-ish stuff going on.
1: Timey wimey, wibbly wobbly, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Yeah, that's it, what it is. It goes there
0: in it the does. MCU.
1: It does. It very much so in the <laughs> MCU.
0: Now, it doesn't go full on there.
1: No, I mean, he doesn't climb into a police box or anything like that.
0: No, and and he doesn't go back to, you know, talk to Steve Rogers in World War II era. Oh, oh,
1: I wish I kind of I kind of want him to do that. I kind (laughs) of
0: don't ever want that to happen. (laughs) I am a huge time travel guy. I love time travel. I love I mean, my first published comic book was a time travel story. And yeah, yeah. And, and then I did an eight-book kids adventure series. It was all about time travel. I, I love time travel. And some of my favorite TV shows are time travel, Doctor Who, Voyagers from when I was a kid. But I have been dreading, dreading the moment that they start getting into maybe some time travel stuff in the MCU. Whenever people talk about, I want Kang! I want Kang! I'm like, I do not want Kang. I do not want time travel. Because... Uh- the Marvel Cinematic Universe is more realistic than that yeah now granted uh, the time travel here is different
1: so we should get into all that but first do we want to talk about some news
0: we do we do (laughs) just because that's what we do before we talk about the topic so okay let's do that I'll play the sounder and we'll talk about some news all right and the news is going to end up making us talk about the movie some more
1: (laughs) so there you go that'll work
0: Shield
1: Intelligence Report. Alright, hit me with some news, Stu. Well there's 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 the news, and then there's really only one story in the news, and that is that Oh no. I forget how to pronounce his name. Uh, we just we looked this up. Giacchino. G- Giacchino, okay. Michael Giacchino is uh scoring uh Spider Man homecoming which is relevant because he scored um, Dr. Strange. And if you're a, a fan of film scores, um, you know this you name. You might not know how to say it, but you know the yeah, name. You, might, you, you <coughs> definitely can read it, <laughs> and it's populating a lot of your iTunes right now.
0: Oh, man. Um, yeah. He
1: has done... I, I
0: He did Tomorrowland. I love... He did Jurassic what? World. Yes. He did... Um... He did Star Trek Into Disney. Darkness, Star yes. Trek Beyond,
1: and the Star Trek yeah. 2000, the first Star Trek movie. Yeah,
0: and and uh, he's on track for Rogue One. Yes. So, I mean, there's there's the a first, bunch of Disney connections in there.
1: The first person to score a, a Star Wars live action movie that is not Jonathan John Williams, yeah. Jonathan Williams. This is what his mom calls him. <laughs> um I, he's done i did zootopia the incredibles i mean lost all of jbk uh,
0: inside out inside out yeah i mean he, he so he became the pixar guy yeah and now he might be becoming the marvel guy maybe marvel yeah and maybe the stars yeah, yeah. guy i don't know i it think just yeah man he's
1: just going to score everything they're just gonna keep him in a room locked up somewhere yeah, okay, <laughs> Pee Wee's Big Adventure four. It's on you, buddy. It's all you. Uh, yeah,
0: I I so, love his music. I love listening to those scores. Mm-hmm. Um, it just yeah, and in I, Doctor Strange, it's a great
1: great soundtrack. Yes, very much so. I uh I I, I too enjoy Michael Chukino's um. <laughs> score as well i've been pronouncing it giancano for i don't know ever. yeah
0: yeah i've been pronouncing At, it Giacino. so
1: i think we're both way off yeah good yeah but um so good thing we don't have to pronounce his name to listen to his music um or so yes
0: we don't have to pronounce his name to his face because
1: yeah right <laughs> oh man <laughs> i i feel like though i feel like though he'd be very forgiving with that (laughs) because you know that hollywood people didn't aren't getting his name right (laughs) they're like mickey g come over here let's do the thing
0: (laughs) yeah so he's doing spider-man homecoming and Mm -hmm. i'm okay with that
1: right and i kind of feel like i mean from what i understand of of composing music it doesn't take a lot of um like a director's committed for a long period of time and actors are committed for maybe a less period of time than that score is like, it, it doesn't take a whole lot of time commitments. So that way you can do a whole bunch in a year. Yeah. I mean, if you look at John Williams, IMDB, he's got like, I don't know. I don't know a number. I don't want to say a number, but it's wrong, but lots. it's a lot. It's lots, yeah. lots more than one. Um, <laughs> and so he's, he's very, uh, very prolific. Um, And so Michael Juquino is on, is on track for that as well. And that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. It's, it's exciting because it's exciting because anything new by him is exciting. That's, that's pretty much what it comes down to for me.
1: Right. Right. All right. And it'll probably go into my iTunes library pretty quickly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Uh, his John Carter, that's one of my favorites. I love writing for that.
1: that's a great movie and I wish people would watch it more.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm glad we got it. Um yeah. I'm not disappointed that we don't have a sequel because you know what? We weren't we we shouldn't have this one. You know, the John Carter that we got shouldn't exist. Yeah. But it does. Yeah. So I'm not usually the glass half full kind of guy. <laughs> but sometimes I am. And in this case I am so
1: well there you go yeah so do we do do we need to mention the the other piece of news that i'm sure everybody is is knowing about you know for daniel's sake uh
0: the box office 325 million (laughs) in 13 days worldwide for dr strange
1: yes which is impressive because 165 of that just paid back the cost so they're actually making money now which is a rare they're looking at at it as a
0: successful a successful movie which it's kind of sad you know you have to break you know quarter a billion dollars to be considered (laughs) a success half a million dollars or half a billion dollars you're 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 on your you're on the right track you know
1: yeah right (laughs) let's make them let's make the same amount of money that a small country has and then we'll be good yeah yep
0: so yeah, that's that's the big news that Daniel knows about. And
1: I, I yeah. was thinking of the other thing about with the Cubs, but whatever.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I hear they're doing well. I think they've been winning some
1: games, right? Yeah, right. Yep. Um, I, I think they think they have won the games. Maybe
0: strangely, just a whole bunch of people at church on Sunday were wearing <laughs> Cubs jerseys, and. I'm thinking, wow, they must be, they must be doing well. Yeah. And, and my, my in-laws are painting their garage, uh, the inside (laughs) of their garage. And for some reason they're putting the Cubs logo with the numbers 2016. Yeah. Uh, Wow. They are. They really are. (laughs) Um, no, now they grew up in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so my wife does not care about the world series at all, except she's excited for her dad. Like yeah. she, she was watching game seven. Uh, she goes to bed at like nine 30, but she stayed up to watch game seven, the end of game seven. So she could call her dad. And that, that
1: was, that was a rough game to watch. That was a rough game to watch.
0: I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I, I'm not watching because of the Cubs, but I love a game like that where it's just, yes. there's, there's stakes and there's drama and it's going back and forth. And that's, When I like sports, I mean, I don't follow any teams, but when I watch sports, when I watch like Notre Dame football or all the stuff that my family wants to watch, um, (laughs) if it's a good game, I'll stay in because, hey, a good game is a good game.
1: Right. And And that was a
0: good game.
1: That was a very good game. All right. So we've devoted enough time to baseball for Daniel. We can devote a whole bunch more time to to not baseball for the rest of us. So let's do it.
0: All right. Let's do it. Let's talk about Doctor Strange. And just so you know, I mean, every episode we do has spoiler warnings. Basically, if you're listening to an episode about something, we're going to talk about everything that's come before then, and there'll be spoilers for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So now we'll be spoiling Doctor Strange. Now, we will not be spoiling Doctor Strange in our episodic, uh, or at least we won't be spoiling it much (laughs) in our episodic coverage because not Mm -hmm. everyone sees the movie the same weekend, but This is it. This is the spoiler episode. So if you haven't seen it yet, I'm just going to say. I'm just going to go ahead and and jump to the end for 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 this. Go see it. It's good.
1: Yes. Go go see
0: see
1: it. it. Um, It is worth seeing.
0: We're going to talk about stuff and we're going to get into the details. But the bottom line is I recommend. You as a Marvel fan. As a superhero fan. Or whatever reason you're listening to this podcast for, go see that movie. Um, it's pretty good,
1: and it and it works well with the MCU. So if you are an MCU um, person, if you're if you're into the what the MCU is doing, it fits right in.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when I say it's pretty good, I mean I really, really, really had fun, and it has some spoiler free here, but there's thematic weight. That I don't think I've seen in many other MCU movies, Mm -hmm. even though they have stuff going on. But this has a lot of theme stuff going on, exciting fight scenes that are unlike anything you've seen in an MCU movie. Plus, the ending is Mm -hmm. a very clever ending that uses elements that it uses Chekhov's thing. Okay. (laughs) There's some things that they mention at the beginning that get used at the end just like any good storyteller would do. So I'm going to leave it at that. Not going to spoil any more than that. So go see it if you haven't yet. And if you're not convinced, well, you can stick around for the rest of the conversation. Everyone else, we're going to talk about it and we would like to hear from you. Uh, We've only heard from one person uh, so far, but we will absolutely take your feedback and, and talk about it in another episode. So, Mm -hmm. Listen to this episode. Tell us what we missed. Tell us your best favorite parts. Um, tell us something if you if we don't agree with us on stuff. Um, yeah, let us know. Uh, join that conversation. But right now, Agent Stu and I are going to play the sounder, and we're going to have the starting of the conversation. Mission Report. Okay. I think we've fairly warned everyone, and I think we've played the sounder, and... And now we're going to talk about Doctor Strange. So, Agent Stewart, tell me, yes. uh, when did you see this movie? Where did you see this movie? Not specifically, but um, and uh, how did you see it? Uh, 2D, 3D, IMAX? 2D? <laughs>
1: no, um, I, I live in a fairly small town. And so we, I saw it uh, Saturday night. Yes. Saturday night at the seven o'clock show. It just, just had done a uh, dinner with the family wolfed my, uh, very good Mexican food down and ran to the theater. Well, by way of car (laughs) and, um, got in just in time, got my, my drink and my, um, M and M's plane. There's only one type just so you know, um, and sat down and enjoyed the movie. Uh, so we, uh, it was a it was a fairly big show, fairly big showing, um, not overcrowded, but, you know, I was able to, to have my arm space. So I wasn't sitting in there like a box. <laughs> um, the theater went through some renovations, so the seats are still nice and comfy. Uh, so it's, it was a good, it was a good sitting down uh, there. There was enough people to like get that crowd mentality that you really like to see, mm-hmm. um, you know, where when when the good guy does the good thing, ooh, and the bad guy does the bad thing, boo, you know, that sort of thing. That's what you want. And so it, it was good. it, sounds it was like good. you went to
0: like a a melodrama stage well, show. You know, like someone's there, holding up the sign, here comes Sniley Whiplash. boo
1: It was amazing. There was a guy standing there, he had this uh he had a, a sign, then we all booed when no, I'm kidding. It wasn't that. Um but but yes.
0: I know what you it, mean about the crowd though. You want a crowd yes. that you you can surf with.
1: And I think this, I think this movie benefits from that. Um, because I don't know, it'll be interesting to see it outside of that mentality outside of that. Um, you know, hype, I guess is Mm -hmm. a good term for it. Um, so how about you?
0: Well, I went and saw it with Evan and we, uh, we left and we weren't in a hurry. We were, we, we left pretty early. And on, on purpose so we could stop and get some, some dinner. We stopped and got some Chick-fil-A and we're sitting there and we're eating and Evan thought we were going to get it to go and I'm like, no, let's just sit down. We've got time. So we sat down and, and we're eating and then I looked at the clock and I'm like, oh, it starts in 15 minutes. Then we're only three minutes. <laughs> we're three minutes away from the theater.
1: But still, oh, yes. we're
0: just oh man, we need to get in there. And and so um, Evan brought the rest of his sandwich with him. He didn't finish it. And we get in the van. We head over and We rush in and we we rush to the the actual theater and the room that we're going into. And there's like no one there. (laughs) Uh, Now, this is Thursday night, seven o'clock. And so it's the seven o'clock midnight show, as I like to call it. Um, There were not many people there. I don't think the theater was halfway full when the actual movie started. It might have been a little bit. It might have been close, but. Yeah, and so Mm. we saw it in 3D. Uh, mm. which I, that was a, a purposeful decision. Um, they had a seven o'clock show that was not 3d and that might also been why it wasn't quite as full, but looking at the, the, tr- the commercials and the, the stuff with the city folding in on itself when mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton has a voiceover in the commercial about, you know, the world is part of other universes and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, you know, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's get the 3d. It was only eight ninety nine at our theater for th- for the 3D show.
1: Um, oh, wow.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> other theaters, like, that's less than regular cost, but...
1: Yeah, that was... I paid $8 for just the regular, not VIP seating, not yeah. 3D. I don't know that they had a 3D showing at my theater, but... Um,
0: yeah. yeah. But, but it was... So, it wasn't very expensive. Um, but I, I wanted to see it in 3D, and man, <laughs> with the the i don't know what you call it but the the, like that opening reel where there's they're talking about like tv shows and video games and all the different things and then you have the trailers start that aren't 3d and then they Uh say put on your 3d glasses now and we put them on and the trailer for the great wall starts and it's a double image Like it is out of focus. And so Evan says, my glasses are broken. And I'm like, no, I don't think it's your glasses. I think it's the screen. And then someone behind us, uh, we sat in front of some people we knew that um, he leans forward and says, Ben, are are your glasses working? And, and then I look and I see like people running out of the theater to go and tell, (laughs) you know, like the management or whatever Uh, before the end of the trailer, it did correct itself. But I was really worried that it wouldn't get quite corrected. And, and, even as the trailers were going, I'm thinking, Oh, this, this feel like it's, it's not quite on. It's not quite right. But everyone else around me, Evan and Ben behind me, they're they're, Yeah, it's fine now. So, okay, maybe I'm, Hmm. maybe I just can't focus. But when the movie actually started, I felt like I was seeing what I was supposed to be seeing. And I will tell you, uh, we could start here maybe with, with our, I mean, we've already talked about the music, but we can start here with some of the movie discussion, the 3d effects, especially when you're doing the, the trippy spacewalk through, through dimensions Mm -hmm. is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It is great. I can see that. So, I mean, it was, it was worth it. And, you know, and I kind of did it so that I could tell people, you know, don't, don't bother with 3d because a lot of people ask that, (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you know? And so did you see it in 3d? And if you did, is it worth it? And this is one where I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's worth it. It totally, now i don't know so, if, the, go if, you're, if you're spending 25 bucks for 3d then i might pull back i don't know your financial situation but if right. you can see it for cheaper not in 3d i'm sure you'll have fun with it but um if if you're inclined to go see it in 3d man it was it was beautiful
1: uh, this movie especially i i can see why that would be the case i mean especially stuff once he's become the sorcerer supreme or whatever he's whatever he calls himself when he's walking through the dimensions and this and the beginning scene where the city is folding in on itself. I can totally see that being just an amazing visual experience um, in 3D. Well,
0: and the climax was pretty, pretty cool looking. Um, And also the, uh, the the moment in time where he has the conversation with the ancient one as she's dying. Uh, oh, yeah. With with the, the storm off in the distance that looked really, 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 really neat. Um, yeah. I mean, and I've,
1: to be fair, 3D has come a long way since, you know, it was bad. I well, mean, it's, this it's, is the
0: this is the only MCU movie that I feel like was enhanced by the 3D. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like any other movie that I've seen, really almost any movie that I've seen in 3D, I don't feel like was enhanced by it as much as mm-hmm. as this one was. Well, this
1: one has this one has again those those extra dimensional you know paintings, Mm -hmm. visual paintings on screen, lend themselves to that. Cap flying through the air doesn't lend himself to. to No,
0: no. I mean the gimmick with a lot of you know your action movies that are in three D or your your horror movies too is things flying at you. You know, Cap Shield for example, that's that's the gimmick. The gimmick here is you are falling through a dimensional wormhole, you know, Mm -hmm. and you are falling through, uh, well, the, the end of 2001 on steroids, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's, you're, you're falling through this just amazing. Yeah. I I like the way you put it, the extra dimensional, extra dimensional, uh, painting. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it just, it it was worth it for me.
1: The, um, all of that goes back to the early, the early, his Doctor Strange's early comics, doesn't it? Totally, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's something that, um, as we progress further into the MCU, you know, there's what, 15 more movies coming out or something <laughs> like that. Um, w- it, the more they can draw back into old comics, you know, back into the past. To, to draw that forward and update it, I think is going to be it, it's for their benefit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Dr. Strange comics were, they were trippy. I mean, they, they had him going into these dimensional areas where they were trying their best. I mean, this is something I talked about with Evan on, on my other podcast, but they were trying their best to visually represent something that is supposed to be beyond our senses. Right. You know, and, and that's what they you get the sense that they're doing here with the movie. They're trying to visually represent something that is beyond sight and beyond mm-hmm. sound. Um,
1: well, the I, Twilight, I especially, so, you know. yeah, right. I especially liked how they um, represented the mirror, the mirror universe and how they sort of explained like, that is something that you can do. You, everything's the same it's kind of like a test server right <laughs> everything's the same <laughs> yeah. you can do stuff over there that's not going to affect the real world and you know you figure stuff out and then you apply that patch um, or, or whatever so i really liked that uh and i loved the way that was visualized where um tilda swanton swinton the ancient one threw up the threw that up and, and allowed um Stephen to to work in that space i think that was really cool and looked amazing
0: yeah yeah and and then of course when that battle scene where they're yeah. f- running through the city and they are tearing the city apart piece by piece but it doesn't affect the city like in the city it's all just that same texture but here they're folding it they're molding it they're they're taking it apart they're using it to cause you know they're, they're changing the where gravity the center of gravity is and mm-hmm. and so as they're running around it's just a very very fun uh set piece and and as you know as they're running um it's just like what you know anything could come up in front of you anything could come up in front of you and then dr strange looks behind him and i actually was cringing in my seat thinking don't look behind you because <laughs> you need to be looking ahead you know it's not about how close that- they are it's about what's going to come up against you and right it was really, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Dr. Strange and his cloak. Uh, that was a lot of fun, but then also, um, Mordo Mordo. Yeah. I'm going to say it wrong all this whole episode, but he, with his, with his, uh, walking, you know, jumping boots that he has. And, uh, as they're flying, so they're flying around the city and they're getting chased around by the, the, these the other guys. And, uh, that was something I, I know people were complaining about it looking like inception. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: and in some ways, yeah, I can see that. I mean, you got buildings moving around and it's a person who's causing them to move.
1: I mean, there are two different things that have buildings moving around is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a criticism that people will will bring in that haven't seen both or, you know, that haven't seen both movies because one is about this dream. Sense, you know that's inception and and how anything can happen and then the other one is about these um other dimensions other planes of existence and so it's kind of it's kind of similar but not really and then one's also a superhero movie and one's a crime drama so there's yeah, there's yeah. differences right but the,
0: there's there's those differences but then there's also i mean there, there's absolutely the similarities yeah but i don't know how you could visualize the kinds of things that Doctor Strange is wanting to do, without making it look a little bit like Inception.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you have to. You ha- I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I, yeah. I, I get what you're saying.
0: So anyway, I mean, Inception is great. It's yeah. I, I really like that movie. Um, and Doctor Strange is great as well. They're great in their own ways. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like Doctor Strange is ripping off Inception Mm -mm. so much as it's building up, building on some of the visuals that Inception was using. Um, And then there's I mean, there's so much visually going on in this movie with with that fight scene that that moment in time on the balcony with with Strange and the Ancient One, I feel like is a beautiful moment. I mean, the the conversation they're having is beautiful. Um, The set, the setting that they're having the conversation in that split second is beautiful, but the conversation builds on this idea that they're having this, that, that moment within a split second. And it makes it even more of a, a, more of a poetic moment, I guess. And I mean, I'm not sure Dr. Strange would be my favorite MCU movie, but at the same time, in a lot of ways, it does things that I really like that just kind of strike me personally in ways that none of the other ones have managed to do, except well, maybe I, the drama that comes from the Captain America movies.
1: I think it's the most, um, science fictiony science fiction, um, movie. Now I, I didn't realize we had guardians of the galaxy, but I think that's space opera. Like, like Star Trek Star Wars is a space opera. This one is science fiction to to my to mm-hmm. my sensibilities. No the writer can can correct me and I and I'm okay with that. But to <laughs> me this one's a little bit more I don't know. There's it's not space opera, so therefore it doesn't have to be that science fiction.
0: Yeah, if you, if you want to say it's a science fiction. I mean, a lot of the MCU is, but this definitely plays with ideas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In the way that sci-fi plays with ideas, uh, it plays with philosophical ideas, right? Uh, in, in the in the context of a story, and there is a quote unquote science to it, as far as like this infinite dimensions, infinite universes, um, and it's playing with that, and it's it's asking the what if. I mean, a sci-fi movie is a, a movie that asks the what if. Uh, what if we were able to tap into these extra dimensional energies and and use them? Um, it definitely feels, I mean, to me, it feels like a fantasy, but not as much as like Thor and, and right. Dark World felt like a fantasy. Um, I would say this falls squarely into the realm of speculative fantasy. Mm, okay. I, which I made up, I think. But...
1: Well, I've heard the term speculative, speculative fiction.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that's the speculative fiction is the term that they use usually to lump sci-fi and fantasy together. <laughs> Um, OK, and I may be wrong about that, but speculative fantasy is like a Star Wars where right. it's it's a fantasy thing, but it's got these what ifs and it's got these, you know, technological ideas and and that's definitely there. But this one goes deeper into philosophy and right. uh, deeper into. um, Well, not just philosophy, but almost into religion. Uh, with right. some of the stuff that that Stephen Strange is doing and is learning um it's very much a lot of the generic stuff you get from from certain religions um yeah. nothing specific that i mean there is no there's no specific like um buddhism going on here there's no specific um uh, new age stuff going on here uh, it's it's all the that it's all the very general stuff that sounds good because everyone's saying it as part right. of theirs, you know?
1: Well, it's also MCU religion, right? Cause MCU, the MCU is kind of shied away from trying to pinpoint, you know, it's not going to yeah. say this guy is a Christian, you know, or whatever it's, it's trying or this to, this
0: guy is the devil. Um, right. You know, and that's, that's something I've, eh, I haven't done the, the nerd rage, correct you thing kind of thing. But um, I've seen some people talk about Dormammu as He's the he's the Marvel Universe Satan. I'm like, well, no, the Marvel no. Universe has a Satan. His name is Satan. And then they also have another Satan. His name is Mephisto. Right. <laughs> Dormammu is a totally different guy over there. Um, but he definitely well, fits, na- fits the bill as the, the evil in this movie.
1: Right. And that's the thing about, you know, these these constructed universes that we go in and play in a little bit is that, you know, the, you count this guy as the devil and then no 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 he's not really the devil that's this guy you know and you can you can switch it back and forth you can play it up and down you can change your mind halfway through you know and that's that's the great thing about these about these universes that we that we play yeah yeah so so that
0: i mean that's kind of the special effects we've talked about um and and those moments of special effects that it, are the the bright moments, let's talk about the characters.
1: I really liked Strange, and I really like Benedict Cumberbatch's portrayal of Strange. Um, it was a little jarring at first huh. to see Benedict Cumberbatch, uh-huh. Sherlock Khan, everything else I've ever seen him in, but here, <laughs> not British. Yeah, and that was very. It was not very jarring, but it was a little jarring to me at the very beginning.
0: Um, But that helped me accept him as not sure. Yes, you know, like okay, he's not British, and not only that, he's not okay. But I can accept him, Um, right? So what if Sherlock Holmes was a time lord from the United States? (sighs) Doctor Strange.
1: There is a section of Tumblr that just exploded right now, by the way.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, he does a good job of playing the arrogant character at the beginning.
1: He does a very good job of that without being (laughs) completely unlikable. Right. He's he's that guy you like, but you don't really like you like you like him cause he's, he's a fun guy to like. He's funny. Yeah. Him. Yeah. He But it the same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I had friends like that in high school where it was like, yeah. I can't stand that. You're so cool. Right. <laughs> he is. And he you is know, embodied. you're so cool.
1: Right. when he's, But when it's he's true talk, <laughs> when he's going through the, uh, when he's right before his car accident, and he's like, give me something worth my time. You know, that's kind of like, Dude, you're a doctor. Yeah, you should be wanting to help all of those people, not just Rhodey, who yeah. I'm not sure is actually Rhodey, um, uh, uh, or whoever. You know,
0: I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it. I think it is Rhodey, and I think it's Rhodey uh, yeah. from, um, uh, Civil War. You yeah. know, he had the opportunity to help him, and he turned it down.
1: Yeah. Well, you know,
0: so Iron Man
1: will Iron Man will not like that.
0: But then, by the uh, time, well. He turned it down, but he never had a chance to do something else.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I, I like Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, portrayal of them. Um, I loved Chouetel Ephator, Chuatel F four.
0: This is the, the names episode, Randy. man.
1: <laughs> this is yes. Um, I loved him Chuatel's portrayal of Mod- Modar. Good heavens. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Can I just apologize to the listeners now for all of my future incurrences, um, incursions? Yes. Uh, I really liked his portrayal where he's definitely that lawful good, right? He, there are rules, you follow them and you don't deviate from them. And, and he's kind of that very, um, white morality not not human being i'm just saying pure morality yeah Um,
0: it's it's the you follow the letter of the law because that's the law and right missing out on the spirit of the law like you might be following the letter of the law but the spirit of the law it it needs to be a part of your consideration as well and and just because you're doing all the right things doesn't mean you're doing them for the right reasons
1: and... Well, and then he gets, he gets passed over at one point. The, the, the ancient one gives um, Stephen Strange one of the sanctums and you can kind of see it in, yeah, in the, the New York, Chiwetel, one. the New York one that you can kind of see it in Chuatel's face. He's like, but, but, but me, why, why not? Yeah. Why not me? You know? And that's kind of stuff that happens. So that, that's a very relatable thing.
0: And then she tries to tell strange, you know, you need him and he needs you. Right. And that's one of one tragedy from this movie is at the end, they are not together. No, they are not. They're not. They're not going to play off of each other and be that duo that is able to play off each other's strengths. You know, uh, strange needs his strength and, you know, he's the unbending Reed, and, Mm -hmm. but, but, Mordor, Mordo, I'm going to say it wrong the whole episode. I'm telling you, he needs Dr. Strange's as his flexibility. And but they don't at the end. He's left. And not only that, he's out hunting sorcerers. I I guess taking their magic. I,
1: I wonder how that's going to play out in the in the rest of the MCU, because. You know, up until this movie, there hasn't been sorcerers. And so now we have
0: two? Well, three. (laughs) up until this movie, we haven't seen them. They've been around for a long, long time. Right. So I don't know what that means either. Um, I mean, that's something that they can't really explore in the movies too much. But they could explore Uh, on TV.
1: Although, I mean, they did make Robert Downey Jr. and michael douglas both young looking <laughs> so i mean there's well
0: i'm just saying they won't do it because of time
1: oh yeah
0: you know i mean we've got these many this many movies we can do we want to introduce this character and this character and this character um although i am curious how this magic now that it's been introduced how it fits into some of what's going on with uh, black panther Because, I mean, they don't really explain his powers. And I'm wondering if if there's going to be an element of magic, this kind of extra dimensional magic that comes into the Black Panther mythos.
1: Now, what's what's Black Panther's powers? I always thought he was just a wealthy guy with a suit.
0: Well, in the movie, I mean, I'm talking about the movie now.
1: Right. Um, So my
0: super strength. And yeah, okay. speed. I mean, he's he's fast. He's strong. I don't know if he's invulnerable, but he's he's close. And I'm not sure if it's the suit, but if it is the suit that's causing him to do all these things. That's what I'm saying. Is I wonder if there's some sort of magic involved in that.
1: Mm. So. We'll see. Mm. We will see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm curious. To, I, I feel like this this movie is setting us up for a bunch of stuff but primarily um it's infinity war and it's yeah, gonna yeah. play out in infinity war i mean i was we only got the one cameo at the very very end aside from the avengers tower in the beginning um
0: <laughs> very brightly lit rich, prominent i
1: was like oh that's Okay, that's cool. That's a that's the New York City skyline. There's the Avengers Tower. Got it. I know where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised we didn't see Thanos, and and I was surprised <laughs> Thanos wasn't involved somewhere, right? Even if it was even if it was a tag scene, um, because this feels a very Thanosy thing. I mean, they even talked about having the the Infinity Gem. He called it um, that. I mean, he called it out right so, so it, yeah I don't I, I feel like Doctor Strange and Infinity War are going to be peas and pods and we're going to see a lot of that
0: yeah absolutely um, yeah let, you want to talk about this gem here I mean people were talking about which gem is which and which ones are coming still and, and how they're going to be I was dreading the time stone <laughs> dreading the time stone because i did not want to mix in the time travel stuff into this movie and i was also a little worried about the the dimension hopping because people are like oh the multiverse the multiverse and then we'll be able to have alternate tony starks and so that's how they can change the actor i'm just like no i don't want to go there i like the fact that we are on a single timeline and we're just moving forward with it I liked that a lot. It made it. It was mm-hmm. very simple. The idea of bringing Kang in to fight the Avengers. Kang is a, a futuristic uh, evil villain who comes back in time to fight good guys. I didn't want that. So the way they use the time gem here, I really liked. I liked yeah. that it was more like um, a rewind button, and and less of a time machine. <laughs> so that you're. And even the way he was doing it, it almost looked like you're doing like a reel to reel kind of thing and and just spinning the projector backwards. And, you know, and and I'll I'll say this. I'm I'm not I went to the same film school that Scott Derrickson went to. And yeah, yeah, he was there four or five years before I was or was it four or five semesters before me. But anyway, um, I went to the same film school as him. And when I went to that film school, we were still using Super Eight film Mm. so i'm wondering if if that whole idea or you know dr strange is doing that he's turning his hand and then he'll turn it the other way and it's moving it back and forth and back and forth i'm wondering if that kind of goes back to some of scott derrickson's actual work with film and and the super eights maybe back from film school and you know when he got into film to do like actual big budget movies i mean we're still talking late 90s so i'm not sure how much um the the digital transition hadn't quite happened yet completely. Mm -mm. So
1: it's still I mean it still hasn't it's still not one hundred percent. Yeah. Well
0: have you seen Sinister? No. Okay, that's one of his horror movies. And Sinister is a movie all about finding eight millimeter films that have horrible murders on them.
1: Oh, so kind of like the movie Eight Millimeter.
0: I didn't see the that
1: cage. That's probably for the best.
0: Well, it, it may be like that, but this is also totally supernatural. Ah. Like there's a, there's a demon involved and,
1: oh, okay.
0: um, but I, when I saw that, I was, again, it takes me back to my days, you know, working with super eight millimeter film
1: uh-huh. to, to pull us back a little bit. It, the, the time rewind button or the, you know, if, if he, if he's using the, the, this time gem uh-huh. to actually you know fast forward time and rewind time that is a lot easier to comprehend as mm-hmm. an audience member than it, than something else I, I don't know what they did in the comics i i haven't read that much of the infinity gauntlet arc but i imagine in the comics you can come up with this really elaborate way to do something when you may not need to do it that way. Spinning time back and forth like a clock is something that a modern audience can understand yeah, pretty easily. Yeah.
0: And, and the other thing that's cool about it, I mean, it's not full on time travel. What it is, is he, he is manipulating a thing mm-hmm. and moving it down and up and down its timeline. I mean, that, that's a sci-fi concept right there is he's moving mm-hmm. like the apple. He's mm-hmm. moving the apple up and down its own timeline mm-hmm. and that's a really neat idea and then they come back to it at the end in mm-hmm. such a cool way i mean that fight scene on the streets where they mm-hmm. are they are running back and forth and doing their own fight scene but while they're doing it everything else is going backwards mm-hmm. and what a logistical nightmare <laughs> to film and and to, you know, add the special effects and, and everything to it. Um, man, what an amazing scene. And then that brings us into the actual finale. Which the finale does a great job of tying in all of the themes that it was dealing with with Dr. Strange's character. His fear of death. His fear of failure. Um, his arrogance. And, you know, his arrogance gets used in a great way. Uh, and And this is one of those things where... Um, your greatest strengths are oftentimes also your greatest weaknesses. And so his great arrogance in this, he's, he, he brings himself on the scene before this guy who is so much more powerful than him, but he comes on like, Hey, you're going to bargain with me, you know? And no, I'm not. Hey, yeah, yeah, you are. You really are. You know, because I have the upper hand. No, you don't. You know, and it's just, they, they, they tie everything together into that one finale moment Mm -hmm. and i love the finale of this movie i love it because it resounds with me um with with my religion uh being a christian and the self-sacrifice that christians are asked to make and that's what he is doing he's he's doing that self-sacrifice and then he does it again and again
1: and again and again, and again. And and again.
0: It, it fits into this idea that he doesn't want to fail as a doctor, but he's picking and choosing his patients for what's going to glorify him. And now he's going into this. He's, he's doing this to help anyone and they don't even know it. He doesn't get any glory out of doing this. And right. It's, it's a great moment for him and it resounds with me. And I don't know if I'm seeing more than I should in the scene, because I also know that Scott Derrickson is a professing Christian as well. But, even if I'm, even if I am, there's definitely that general idea of sacrifice and of giving your life for other people. And it's a beautiful moment to me. I, I, it, one of the two most outstanding moments of the movie. Um, but I also love that he's humbling himself and sacrificing himself, but he still has that arrogance of just coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back and just,
1: well, he's committed. He's reason- committed. Yeah. And the reason he's doing that, he says it at one point, he's like, I'm doing this so that you can't do anything else.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: We're stuck. So unless you want to bargain with me, unless you want to come to some sort of compromise, um, the, we're, we're just going to do this for the end of time. And so we'll just do this and then, you know, the world will be safe. Um, and so, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't catch any of that sacrifice stuff um but he died every
0: single time i mean he, that's it's
1: totally there yeah it's, it's totally there every
0: single time he he was dying <clears throat> uh in in new and horrible ways what a great scene too when oh yeah especially when they start getting into the quicker cuts and you're just like oh boom boom boom
1: mhm mhm uh, me of a of a doc of the most most recent season finale of doctor who which did it. a very similar thing right. don't want to get into that this is not doctor who podcast but that's what it reminded me of.
0: And if we don't talk about Star Trek, you know, <laughs> actually, we haven't talked about. No, we did. We talked about we Star with, Trek with uh with Michael, Jacquino, Jacquino, G- G- him. Yeah. Oh man,
1: the guy. Uh, one of the things I found really interesting about this movie was that there was no guns. Huh. Zero guns. I had to read that online, but oh. yeah, um, they 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 formed their weapons as so, though so there was knives and spears and stuff like that, but there was no guns. Um, I, I'm not pro gun, anti gun. I'm not getting into any of that. I'm just talking about how the MCU has been. I mean, cap carried a weapon in the first, in all of his movies.
0: <laughs> well, there is a lot of military stuff, whether it's alien mm-hmm. military or human, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of military stuff going on in the MCU.
1: Right. Huh, that's really um, and, interesting. And so then this one there is no projectile weapon. Um which is an interesting I don't know if there's a message there, but it's it, it's something worth noting. So do you want to do you want to fill in the rest of your quadrants? Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, we've kind of gone all over the place. Um are we missing any other character? What do you think of Dormammu? Dormammu 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 what'd you think of him
1: <laughs> yeah he's a big giant face at the end who's gonna destroy the world to, to my mind I felt like he was a foil for Doctor Strange but to be fair I might have missed something
0: yeah I, I mean there tends to be in Marvel movies yes just at the end <laughs> here's oh here's this thing we have to defeat you know (laughs) right um and 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 the world is at stake this is one of the times where i feel like the world at stake you know what i don't care that they didn't earn it with you know other movies and stuff like that like with with the avengers it was all about here's thor here's his enemy he defeats his enemy now you know him Here's Captain America and all them. And then Avengers is all about the good guys coming together and their relationships instead of Mm the relationship with the bad guys. So the bad guys are just there to threaten the world, you know, and, and in this, you're right. I mean, this is kind of a foil for Dr. Strange because it does represent the opposite of what the sorcerers and the people of earth, the the sorcerer people of earth are representing, Mm -hmm. which is protection and, you know, well, protection instead of conquering.
1: I felt like the, um, the sorcerer played by Mads Mikkelsen. That's another name. (laughs) So this is the names episode. (laughs) Um,
0: He try saying his character's name.
1: There was (laughs) a reason I did not. (laughs) Uh, He was more, I, I felt like his bad guy was more, um, Threatening than, uh, than the big face at the end. I'm not even Dormammu. Uh,
0: <laughs> Dormammu, yeah, yeah.
1: Dormammu, because he's actually there. He's actually presence. He, you know, he's got stuff going on. You know, he's not just a big face at the end.
0: Well, and he has, he has motivation that we understand. Right, you know, uh, right. It may be stupid motivation, but at least we understand what his motivation basically is. Um, yeah, and that name, uh, su- Kyacilius? Ky- Kycil- yeah, good grief. So there's Mordo, Kars- Kyacilius uh, Mads Mickelson.
1: Mads um, Mickelson is played by Er. Kaecilius is played by Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, the easiest one to pronounce in here is probably the ancient one. Yeah. Yeah. Or
0: Dr. Strange. That's pretty easy. That's pretty, that's, that's true. Yeah.
1: Um, I have a question for you. Yeah, sure. What do you, I read an article about, um, the whitewashing of the two characters in here, um, Kaecilius and, uh, the ancient one. And, uh the, the director has gone on to say that he or maybe it was the writer. I thought it was the director though. Um he's gone on to say that he maybe regretted uh doing that in such a way that it 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 turned the ancient one from this very um very stereotypical ancient Chinese guy to um a Celtic yeah. <laughs> white woman. Um, and that he made it, he thought that he, he was trying to update it and trying to uh, not offend a whole bunch of people, but in turn um, maybe did offend people. And it's the Internet and you're going to get offended anyway. So that's right. not the argument. Um,
0: I, I feel like the only way to really avoid any controversy would have been to remove the character completely. Right. I mean, that's yeah, but I think Tilda Swinton, she's brilliant. And she's brilliant in the part. Um, And I think that the controversy, if they had gone ahead and had the ancient one, be the Chinese stereotype or the Asian stereotype, um, it would have been even worse. Um, All I can think is, you know, you've got essentially just a bunch of white guys making this movie and, you know, the ancient one was created by a handful of white guys and maybe the inclusion of people from other nationalities and, and races. Maybe that would be part of the solution, but it needs to be also on the creative end, not just on the actors end.
1: Yeah. Well and that and that's starting to happen in, in other in other realms. Yeah. I mean we've talked about that before. So um I just I, it was a it was an article as I was searching around for news about this that I came across and yeah. I thought it was a really interesting
0: thing. I, I just know that the character as he was originally created I would look at that and say that's probably offensive
1: and I liked how they lampshaded that the, when he when Benedict Cumberbatch yeah, yeah. or Dr. Strange walks in and he's like hi Agent One how, oh you're, you're leaving and then she shows up and it's like that that to me says everything that we needed to say which was we're moving away from that I'm going to tell you a good story here. Just come with me on this journey for a good story.
0: And when she makes her appearance, I mean, she, she then steals the scene. Oh yeah. It's her. Oh yeah. Her. So, um,
1: I also, uh, as far as, as long as we're talking about characters, um, Benedict Wong as Wong, (laughs) I thought was hilarious. Um, again, you know, Marvel does a really good job of casting these um, very rich, very deep, very um, character filled uh, side characters. Uh, that's yeah. not the supporting cast.
0: Now, he's so. been in some movies, though, that I have loved. He was in The Martian. He was in Prometheus and he was in Moon all sci-fi movies that I really really liked from the last few years
1: he was in the Martian hmm I didn't even recognize him but he was the he was the engineer in yeah dude's the engineer yeah that's fantastic yeah the scene where <laughs> He's listening to Beyonce on his iPod (laughs) and strange is putting portals and stealing all the stuff out of his office. I thought that was fantastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of moments like that in in this movie where you just, that's a great scene, but they push forward the narrative too. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a great scene that shows what Dr. Strange is doing. You know, he, he is doing his best to get the stuff (laughs)
1: right from under his nose right and but it's also showing you know his progression through learning all of these mystic Mm -hmm. learning all of the mystical arts he's you know he's to the point now where he can he can make a a a portal very easily i mean it shows that so i think that's um that's a good way to tell the story yeah
0: well and that's i mean that's basically your montage your training montage Right. Right. Is is those. The best thing about the training montage in this movie was that the montage was actually scenes and not just clips and not just, oh, there he's doing this there. He's doing that there. He's doing this. It's it's these little character moments and these scenes like this one.
1: Well, it scenes that tell stories, too. Mm -hmm. It's not just, uh, you know, lifting weights and, and dancing. Oh,
0: now he's running through the snow. And right. now he's climbing the mountain and now he's right.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, he did run through snow at one point. That is she true. To, she sent him to, uh, where the, what mountain Mount Everest? Yeah, it was on Everest. Everest. Yeah. And then, and then left him. So, you know, there's that, <laughs> but the worst thing about the training montage was there was no eye of the tiger.
0: Yeah. But you would have to no. extend it, you know,
1: that's true. You.
0: It that's was true. so long, but. Well, I guess I guess uh, Wong could have been listening to it on his earbuds at some point. but
1: Yeah, but then the Beyonce joke wouldn't have fallen. So wouldn't have played.
0: What a great joke then, too. Yeah, because
1: Beyonce without Beyonce.
0: Well, and he's just giving the blank stare like, you know, what, I don't care what you're even saying right now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. They could have connected on that, you know. Stephen yeah. Strange he he would have known about Beyoncé's releases and and all the different singles she's put out and and Wong he knows now he knows about it too. What
1: well, I, I also liked how Carmatage wasn't it, it wasn't like this temple out in the middle like I'm thinking of Batman Begins, right? When uh-huh, when yeah. when Batman when, yeah, when yeah. Bruce Wayne has to go to fight
0: whatever Raza, and he Raza-gul has to, to, yeah, or, yeah
1: Razagul and and goes to the middle of nowhere i like that it was inside town um ish but also like inside this pocket dimension right so i'm sure that it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside <laughs> <gasps> what so uh and that was kind of cool and then and then when she hands him this little piece of paper what's this is this a secret password it's the wi-fi yeah password. it's the wi-fi what password we, what do you think we are savages i mean and that yes that was in the trailer and that was a big joke that landed but it tells us that we're not we are dealing with the mystical arts but we're also infusing it with modern day technology yeah. and that you can't necessarily have one without the other in this story in this context
0: yep i yeah i really i liked i mean the the jokes all work for me Mm -hmm. Uh, i i don't know i mean this might quite possibly end up being my favorite of the mcu movies i need to see it again
1: Mm -hmm. to see but well, like I, I got out of the theater and I immediately texted you and I said, "There's so much here. <laughs> there is. There's so much here that it's gonna. It it has to take a second viewing, and then we also have to see where it lands in the in the the phases. I mean, is this the beginning of phase four? I don't know, or phase three, or wherever we are in that. Um, and so it's gonna be. How does this tie into what's coming? And then what's coming is going to inform how this is tied into what has been.
0: Yeah. Um, now, we've, we've, yeah, we need to talk about a couple of things before we wrap this up, though. Yes. And, and so I do want to make sure we talk about where this fits in the MCU in general and what this means for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm, yes. Um, I mean, that's, that's something I, I want to make sure we talk about because there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of repercussions that could come out of this uh, as we're looking at the the zero matter or whatever from from Agent Carter. And and then the, the whole thing with, well, it's not Lucy anymore. She's gone. But now with Eli and his, his power that he has. And and then, of course, there's where did uh, where's Coulson? Yeah. And and Fitz. You know where where are they now, and how does Ghost Rider? Because they were talking about how you know what we're just going to have Ghost Rider, and he's going to do his thing, and Doctor Strange is going to explain magic for you. So, what does that mean? You know what is is Ghost Rider just calling in on these extra dimensional energies like Doctor Strange is calling upon? And,
1: yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, it's. Again, it's kind of be kind of hard to tell until somebody does an info dump. And I'm not sure there was a good. Uh, Trek, no babble info dump. There's a Star Trek yeah. reference for you of magic in Doctor Strange. Now,
0: there wasn't not the way that they were making it sound like there might be.
1: Right. I was expecting there to be a good two or three minute scene where there was. And this is how magic works one one. And there wasn't. And that's good, by the way. That is a very good thing, because that means that the audience has to connect dots, listen to podcasts, you know, think about things. Well, but there kind of was into.
0: there kind of was the, the ancient one did talk about how they do the impossible by pulling in this these extra dimensional energies. And so that's so. whenever she would make her shields that she was using, which was so cool, whenever she would make her shields, it's like she's pulling on energy that is meant to do that from another dimension. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, she's pulling on dark dimension energy to give herself super long life. Uh, but they don't explain how that works. They don't explain how do you con, you know how do you control it? They're doing all these hand signs, you know, signs and stuff like that. Um, is that I mean in magic you do these hand signs to summon the energy, you know, the magical energy or whatever and you you use words to call upon, you know, um the the ho- Hoggy Host of Horgath or whatever. But um And and so you you, and you do the the rituals to call upon powers. And in this case, it's kind of the same thing, calling upon powers from other dimensions. And so I don't know, but I don't feel like we got anything that's going to help us to understand Ghost Rider.
1: Right. The one tether that I thought could be that I I was kind of surprised wasn't there, but I kind of expected it not to be there. Is the dark hold one of her books?
0: It could have been, I would not be surprised at all to have a name drop in the next episode or, or in an episode where they find out more about the dark hold.
1: Right? Because I feel like, you know, all this book that we've never, you know, we could never get our hands on could have been in Carmitage for since the dawn of time. Right. And it definitely is a mystical book. Although I, w- it's a mystical book that, you know, people shouldn't look at what uh, let's put in a library that people shouldn't be in it either. Yeah. So. Um,
0: by the way, I love those library shelves.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, the, well, the chains they're, they're, the and
0: little, that was so cool. Yeah. If I had space for that, I would consider <laughs> trying to, th- trying to do something like that on my wall or something.
1: Well <clears throat> It's not I mean it's not out of the realm of possibility. You have sliding racks all the time. Yeah. It's just I guess it I guess it's a pretty efficient way to hold on to books.
0: Well, those are, you know, they're kind of locking up the more powerful books.
1: Yes. So. Yes. Um eyes. There are big black things around people's eyes in this and also in agents mm-hmm. of shield that's i feel like that's too big a thing to to miss and to be oh we did the same thing you know what i mean
0: i feel like yeah i i wondered if they were going to pull away from uh, i don't know i'm i'm glad that they didn't really explain the i thing <laughs> mm-hmm. because it does allow us to say okay magic sometimes causes that
1: Right. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot you you need to know more than that. Exactly. It's just that if you use magic, be prepared for some really bad mascara runs.
0: <laughs> really bad and painful. Yeah.
1: Again. Yeah. Um. So, uh, hmm. anything else you want to you want to mention before we? Uh...
0: I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot more we could talk about and anything that we have missed. Um, I'd love to hear more from, from you, our listeners and, and let us know um, so that we can bring it up and yeah, let's do it.
1: Shield field report.
0: Okay. So this feedback comes from uh, agent Brent. And he says, uh, the subject is Dr. Strange he says morning agents. This is agent Ascender. I watched Dr. Strange on IMAX 3d and really enjoyed it. There are two issues with the movie, but only one that really bothers me. The lesser one is the timeline. Strange heard a clear description of war machine right before his wreck. And he is supposed to go through seven surgeries to get to the point of hopelessness before heading East there. He is supposed to have studied and practiced enough to become a great sorcerer. Not quite supreme, in my opinion, yet. My best guess is that the process would need at least one year. This is forgivable since a key theme and spell is related to time. Also, the Ancient One was drawing power from the Dark Realm to to slow-slash-negate aging, and this could have had an effect on the environment. My biggest issue is with the Thor tag scene.
1: Which we did not talk about. Well, we're about to.
0: I love that. Oh, we didn't talk about Stanley either, but we'll, we'll do it. Uh, I love that Strange will be in Ragnarok, but they gave away a key plot point off screen. Thor knows Loki is alive and Odin is missing. When we last saw Thor and the gang, Loki was presumed dead and Odin was king, but Loki was pretending to be Odin and we had no idea where Odin was. Why would they reveal this happening off screen? I'm usually forgiving about this kind of thing, but I just don't know right now. I hold no, I I hold ultimate judgment until viewing Thor Ragnarok. Thanks for the podcast. Look forward to it every week. So, yeah, you know, the last tag scene from Ant-Man. The, the the tag scene from Ant Man was a scene ripped from Captain America uh Civil War, mm-hmm. which basically showed um winter soldier Bucky Barnes had been caught by by Steve Rogers and uh and Falcon. And so you know, it that gave away a couple plot points there. But this one, I didn't even think about it. I mean, I'm I'm watching I'm like, oh huh. Okay. So Thor and Loki are looking for Odin. Interesting. It didn't even cross my mind to think, you know, they just gave away like a whole bunch of stuff. Well, we still don't know the whys, but
1: yeah. And the other thing is that, so in Ant-Man, Ant-Man fights Falcon, right? And that was kind of a big, like the cameo of the, of the movie. Big fun cameo. Yeah. Aside from the Avengers tower in the beginning, they name dropped the Avengers at one point, the Avengers protect us from outside evils. We protect the (laughs) mystical realm or whatever it is. And then like the Stan Lee cameo and then the store thing, there wasn't a big Avengers cameo. The store thing was it then. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so that's a, that's a very interesting um, thing to do. So I'm wondering if, a, I'm wondering if that if this scene is going to be in Thor Ragnarok, which I doubt. But who knows? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I thought, I thought Thor and Loki were off hunting Odin already. No, Trying to no. Trying where he is.
0: Loki was pretending to be Odin on the throne.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's from that's from Thor: The Dark World, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it does. I mean, it does give away. I mean, it doesn't. Again, we don't know the whys or the hows, but we just found out a big, huge what.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. It's gonna be. and Thor Ragnarok is next year.
0: Is uh, the summer next year? I think so. Yeah, it, I'm, I've am i lost track. I think the next one to come is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then we get Thor Ragnarok, I think.
1: Thor Ragnarok is November 3rd, 2017. So okay, it's yeah. it's one year from now. Yeah ish yeah (laughs) um so yeah that's that's an interesting interesting thing i wonder if um spider-man is gonna tie into that at all i kind of don't want it to but who knows yeah who knows what did you think of the post 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 credit scene where um
0: short is
1: hunting yeah yeah uh,
0: that was very interesting and kind of an interesting turn for him to take. I mean, I knew he was the bad guy or he was a bad guy, I should say, but I wasn't expecting this specifically to happen as it did. And I felt horrible
1: for that guy. Yeah.
0: I felt horrible for him.
1: It uh, hmm. All things being MCU. I wonder though, if he's not actually like, I wonder if he's not a cut co- uh, uncle Eli <laughs> where we start out feeling bad for him. And then we end up going, yeah, you probably deserve that.
0: No, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to keep the tragedy. Okay. I, I, I hope they're going to keep the tragedy. I, I hope there's not going to be a rewriting of, of that character. Honestly, I, I don't think we'll come back to him
1: ever. Yeah. I mean, it, Maybe if they, they do a doctor they,
0: strange two and that's a plot point is what Mordo is doing. There might be something at the end where strange comes and gives him back the magic or something like that.
1: But you don't cast Benjamin Bratt for two scenes. I didn't
0: realize that was who he was uh, until the credits. I'm like, who was Benjamin? Who was he in this movie? And then I had to look and figure it out.
1: But So I, that's a little, to me, that's weird. Like, and maybe this is just my brain thinking over time, but you don't cast Benjamin Bratt for two scenes. So I'm wondering if he's got a bigger part coming, too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... What did you think of the Stanley cameo? It was funny,
0: but it was not the right kind of funny for me. Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what is he laughing at? He's reading Aldous Huxley, The Doors of Perception. Great, great book title to throw into this particular movie. Mm-hmm. Why is he laughing? <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's the general from from Cap 1. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, yeah I guess was. so.
0: I guess so. Maybe, so, I mean, if if he's the watcher, like I would love for him to be, if he's the watcher and he's reading this book, and I could see him just laughing at the, you know, how wrong this book is.
1: Yeah. So. I don't know. I I would almost love the Stanley bio, biopic to be MCU <laughs> continuity and it to be the Watcher movie. That would be fantastic. It would be.
0: It would be. But, uh Yeah. No, it won't be, (laughs) but it would be fantastic. (laughs) You're
1: right. You're right. Right. Do we, do you have anything else?
0: I think that's it. I think that's it. And I think I've just about lost my voice getting here. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: My, my voice is, my voice is on the last train to (laughs) Clarksville.
0: It's leaving the station.
1: It's leaving the station. Yeah. All
0: right. Um, yeah, I think that's it then. So, yeah, I, you've asked me for my final word. Do you have a final word?
1: Not that I can think of. So, <laughs> so go for your final word, sir. I'm just going to say, you know, Daniel, this goes out to you.
0: Okay? This goes out to you. I, I'm glad your Cubs won. I'm glad you got to have that experience. And I know you don't feel it. I know sometimes all you feel is the animosity and the hatred, but Daniel time will tell how much I love you. Thanks for listening to welcome to level seven. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcome to level slash feedback, where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one 55 level seven. MX. And once again, thanks for listening.
1: All right. So, so hold up. Which did you like better? This Doctor Strange or the other one?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which one did I like better? Yeah. Clearly, I like this one better, but the other (laughs) one is still fantastic, my friend. There you go. It is so 70s. I just. Yeah. The other one I will not knock. I'm not asking you to. I, I will I'm not. not
1: asking.
0: But if you're putting them side by side, which one am I going to choose to watch? Four times out of five, I'm going <laughs> to watch this one.
1: Well, the fifth time you got to watch it just to round it out.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: All right. I gotta go to bed.
0: All right, later, man. See you, buddy.
1: Bye.